All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Ooh, do I have a story for you guys this week and for Brian because he hasn't heard about it yet. No, I have not. But before we get to that, we want to say a thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. If you guys are looking to connect with people, Cassidy is the place to go. You can browse profiles in your area, or if you're traveling, you can see who is in different cities and different states and even different countries. And if you guys are looking for a fun event or takeover to go to, Cassidy has those posted as well. So it's just a really well-rounded site and a great place to start connecting with other lifestylers and you can try it free for 30 days when you go to frontporchswingers.com our website and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the home page when you do so you're also going to get a friend request from us and an invitation to our two communities front porch swingers where we talk about all of our podcast news and Vegas hot wives so lots of fun to be had at Cassidy try it free for 30 days by clicking on that Cassidy banner at frontporchswingers.com So as mentioned at the beginning of the episode here, I have a story that I'm going to be sharing today that was ridiculously hot. And I will say a very different type of experience given some of the details and some of my past experiences. So I know that I'm talking in a lot of very vague terms right now, but we'll be sharing that story during the second half of this episode. And I am so pumped to do it. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the title of this episode will be, but it might be something like giant cocks and second chances, something like that. <laughs> Probably makes the most sense. I don't know if I can put that on on Apple. I might be have a lot to of star dots. it or yeah. something. Yeah. See, dot, 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 dot. Yeah, I think that's probably something along those lines. There's a lot to be said for second chances, provided, of course, they work out. Uh, and in this particular case, it absolutely did. I was very, very surprised and happily so. Yeah, so we'll get to that soon. First, I want to talk about some of the fun we have coming up in the following week, this week, because I feel like we have a lot of fun shit coming up. And we do. I am really excited for it for multiple different reasons, obviously, because everyone that I have plans with is a play partner of mine at this point and someone that I'm very excited to just spend social time with. But we were talking before we got on the episode. I feel like a good slut week is really in order for me. Well, yeah, because we took basically we took a week off the week prior was just crazy with playtime and friends and parties and events and work. It just got out of control. You and I didn't have enough time, I don't think, to spend together and kind of reconnect. So we took a week off and just focused more on us and didn't do anything really lifestyle related necessarily in terms of play. Until just the very work. end of the week. Yeah, yeah till, the, till the tail end of the week. And so now it's like we're all revved up. But as I'm thinking about it, you have a play session tonight. I have one tomorrow. You have one tomorrow. And that's only going to get us through like Tuesday. Yeah. So there's no telling what else is going to end up happening during the course of this week. Actually, we also have drinks with friends Wednesday. Yep. Wednesday night. So you never know what's going to happen. And, and that's kind of the fun part of it. But it's also creates a little little kind of anxiety, you know? It's because like, you well, think we're going to be too busy? Yeah. I hate to feel like we're we've lost something. 
you know, like we've lost a, a, some time or, you know, we lost a day here or lost half a day there. And I just want to make sure that we're making the most of our time, which we've done a really good job of doing, I think. Yeah. Well, I think the thing we haven't done a good job of at all is balance. So last week, we really took a week for ourselves. As you mentioned, we focused on our connection with each other and work. And this week gets to be the fun week. And I'm just so excited for it. Yeah. I like we took that week, that time off a couple of days anyway. And the one day we did no work at all. We just disconnected that Sunday and just did kind of stupid locals or maybe even you can consider some of it like touristy shit just to break the monotony and do some different stuff and go to some different places. It was a lot of fun. That's the kind of thing we need to do, I think, more often to keep keep ourselves sane, really, because we have a lot of shit coming up. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I have a play date tonight as we're recording this with the gentleman that we talked about a couple of weeks ago that just totally blew it out of the water in terms of being an awesome single guy. He was early. He was conversant. He was fucking amazing in bed. It was really funny to me, too, how much correspondence we've received from you guys about him. And I always find it so funny that when people are coming to town and this even happened in Montana, they want us to hook them up with our play partners. Well, it happened at Podbash last year. Which is fine. If we're all in the same kind of social space, that's totally fine. But at the same time, I'm not going to like be your dating liaison here in Vegas and hook you up with my play partners. I'm very flattered that you like our stories enough that you want to meet these people. And as well, you should. They're fucking awesome. But yeah, I just always find that kind of interesting. <laughs> well, listen, they're coming to the events. Some of these guys, a lot of them are local. you got one guy you're going to see this week who's coming in from LA, I believe, who came to our event last month. And was just awesome. Next week, yes. I'm very excited for that, too, because he is somebody that we mentioned, I think, when we were talking about the event, or maybe it was on a bonus episode, but he had all eyes on him. Oh, yeah. He was so well-dressed. He was so charismatic, and literally every woman in the place wanted him, including me, but I was in work mode, and with it being our first event, I really wanted to make sure I was available and kind of, you know, conversant with everyone and not in play mode, but he reached out. And he wants to hang out with me individually. And I'm fucking flattered because this is the type of guy who could reach out to anyone and get anyone he wants. Oh, this guy's an absolute stud. I mean, was dressed right, just really very charismatic and friendly. And yeah, he's got he's the entire package. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm glad he's he's gotten back in touch with you and he's going to be coming to some of the events. And he's great to have because he's just a solid dude. Yeah, he's the type of guy that's charming enough that I know I'll have fun just speaking with him. Right. But also I am drawn to him enough. He's attractive enough that I know it's going to be fucking hot in bed, too. Like, I'm fully convinced I'm going to have an amazing time with him should it go that that route. Well, we had a friend of ours that played with him at our event and said it was amazing. So that's super fucking awesome already. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing, too, about trying not to introduce people to our play partners unless we're all kind of in the same setting. Yeah. Is that just because I have an amazing time with someone doesn't mean someone else is. For me, it's so much based on chemistry. Well, we talk about this a lot. In fact, it might even be an honorable mention for Single Guy Tip of the Week this week. This is a small space depending on what part of the world you're in. We were contacted, you were contacted by a number of people about a particular individual in another state where we're hosting an event. And you were warned about this guy. 
Yes. And you didn't give it much thought because he had not been become a member or attempted to purchase a ticket or anything. And then just the other day, sure enough, this guy pops up trying to get verified as a member, you know, for our site. And you were like, oh, this is the guy. And instantly you denied him because the stories that we had heard were fucking horrendous. Yes. And this is states away. Yeah. yeah. So that just goes to show you that if you're a total asshole, it is going to follow you. And to, to be clear, this was consent violating type stuff. This wasn't just right. like drama or exactly. you know, personalities not mixing. This was somebody who was not acting in a consensual way and had literally, yeah, been blacklisted for multiple events. So I just think that it's so important to keep those things in mind. I mean, obviously you want to be a good person, period, but also knowing that people states away may hear of your assholish behavior is something you should really think about. Yeah, for sure. So having solid dudes like the one we're talking about that you're going to meet that came to our event hugely important having guys like that around because they they set the standard for the for the single guys particularly at a lot of these places oh i believe wholeheartedly that there are guys that interacted with him or saw how he was dressed at the last yeah. event that are going to think about that the next time they go to an event oh there's no question he set the standard no yeah. question about it well listen we talk about this a lot it, it, it's important but th- it's really important when you're in small circles and we've found out particularly here in vegas it's a small circle it really is we just we we've been friendly with people here since we got here that we didn't even know knew some of our other friends we just found this out yesterday yeah it's so crazy so yeah i mean you got to be really really careful with you know how you behave and who you interact with and you know what that looks like Yep, I completely so, agree. But lots of slutty shit happening this week. I have a play date tomorrow. I'm super excited about that. I get to see Nicole. And we did not get to play last week because you and I were kind of on hiatus and super busy. So I'm looking forward to that. I think she's going to fucking claw at you because she, yeah, she's going to answer she, the door naked for sure. She craves you. That's what she's told me multiple times. She craves being with you. And that is such a fucking turn on for me. I am so excited by the idea of you walking to her door and her just fucking unleashing her sexual energy on you yeah there'll be no conversation she will answer the door probably with little or nothing on and right upstairs will go i have no doubt so i'm looking forward to that yeah (laughs) yeah and you might potentially see nick as well later in the week but we are having drinks with them just kind of a vanilla night we do that a lot which i super fucking appreciate just meeting them out for a drink and just kind of talking and shooting the shit and not so much lifestyle related, but there's always flirtation. It's really kind of nice to be able to do that. It's vanilla bean, like you say. It's vanilla bean. <laughs> we don't have vanilla nights with them hardly ever. We did at the right. wine tasting that we talked about We had last to. Week. <laughs> but typically our time with them socially out in the wild, if you will, is uh, very vanilla bean. Yeah, it's it's definitely borderline depending on where we are, <laughs> but we, you know, we all keep it together because again, we go to a lot of places that people know us and yeah, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable that's the big thing i hate when people are uncomfortable around us you know i don't want to do that yeah who the fuck wants to do that with their friends that's horrible yeah and we want to be wanted back you know oh you mean by staff (laughs) yeah yeah, oh for sure yeah we don't like to do that so we keep it really super fucking low-key but it's always fun to be out with lifestyle friends that you have played with but maybe have no intention of playing with like that evening we're just going to meet them for a drink it's during the week it's a you know it's a work day so we're just going to hang out and kind of flirt and it'll be fun you know and then come home and and have wild monkey sex with each other well and that's the thing i was literally just going to say it's kind of like foreplay because a lot of times what will happen is we'll go out with them nick and i will sit next to each other you and nicole will sit next to each other there is a little bit of petting if you will it's very kind of 
you know, a, it's under ta- under the table. Yeah, literally. It, it's a little bit clandestine, if you will. But then when we get home, because I've been touching on him and flirting with him and flashing him eyes and everything, you and I just have this insane fucking sexual appetite for each other. Well, yeah, it's just it, it, like you said, it's foreplay. The foreplay starts at six o'clock. It drinks. You know, and then just continues throughout the night. And that's the, the cool thing about being able to go out with friends like that and having those kind of, you know, subdued evenings, but knowing full well what the outcome is going to be for you and I. And and obviously we know the same for them. They they play the same way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's super fucking hot. And I just like doing it. But this week is going to be fast and furious. And then we're get, we have to find that, that balance like we did uh, last week and just, you know, get some time for ourselves and come down from all the craziness and have our debrief and just... Just shut everything else out. Yeah, that we should talk about the debrief really quick because we've been doing a much better job at that. Well, we ha- we forced ourselves to do it. Yeah, because for a while there, we were so active and we were doing so much that we weren't really talking about lifestyle stuff. A lot of times, I think when you feel like you're on autopilot in the lifestyle, you don't feel like you really have to dig into those things. Right. And then all of a sudden, we started debriefing weekly again, and it was like, holy hell, like we're missing things. There are things falling through the cracks, and not in a bad way, just more so in like a we're not paying attention to everything we need to pay attention to way. Well, like, a, you know, we were missing uh, some of the details and, and missing some opportunities, really, because we were just, we were looking five steps ahead and weren't really concentrating on what was directly in front of us. So being able to do that really puts things into perspective. In fact, when we did that, it was like last Sunday, we had the opportunity to reflect on some shit and we had forgotten some stuff that we didn't even tell each other. Like, oh, I forgot to mention this or, you know, well, what do you think about this? This was an idea I had and we just hadn't had a chance to share it because we're going 100 miles an hour. We really need to pump the brakes once in a while. And so that's what we're going to be doing. It's kind of that debrief at the end of every week just to get our shit together. Yeah, about lifestyle stuff specifically, not about work, not about any of that stuff, about our lifestyle experiences, how they're impacting us, how we want to reconnect with each other. It's fucking important. It's really important. So, yeah, we're going to we have done a much better job of that and we will continue to do so. But we're having a great fucking time, too. So with everything we've got coming up, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, like I said, but certainly with a little anxious energy because I don't want to fucking forget anything or miss anything. And, you know, that that's kind of the, the balance we need to find. Yeah, I think we need to start keeping like a naughty notebook. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my new idea. Oh my gosh, yes, we're going to do that. We're going to put naughty stickers on the outside of it. And okay. on the inside, we can just once, you know, once things pop into our head, we go and write them down. And then we talk about them during our debrief. I'm a fucking genius. You really are. Now we need, that's what we need. One more notebook on our desk. <laughs> Okay. Because I write everything down. I'm old. I, I take notes. So Yeah. If it was up to me, we would have a note. Digital ca- yeah, digital notepad. Yeah. I have literally like the old school legal pad and fucking pens. It's just what I use. Yeah. Sorry. That's I'm okay. Old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to compromise with you in that way. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I think we should get to single guy tip of the week. And we also have a little bit of a couple's tip of the week that we're going to uh, be sharing. Yeah, for sure. So my single guy tip of the week this week, I think is one that we've talked about prior to today. We've talked about it a couple times in the past, but I want to talk about it from a little bit of a different lens because as we mentioned last week, we're doing a lot of vetting of guys for our events. And because of that, I am looking at a lot of profiles, not for the sake or purpose of necessarily wanting to have sex with these people, but to see if they are a good fit for our events. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing that because we have to do that now on our platform, you look at these things differently. Like when I see profiles for people, I'm looking at the like the details. Have they filled out the bio completely? Is the picture adequate? Is it appropriate? You know, what is their verbiage like? All those kinds of things much more intently than I normally would. Yeah, well, and one of the things for me is on pretty much every 
platform out there, especially like Cassidy, for example, there are multiple spots for you to show that you're a well-rounded person. Yeah, a lot of opportunities to do that. You can list your interests on there, for example, like your hobbies. You can also obviously do that in your bio via your photos. They don't all have to be you with your shirt off or you with your cock hanging out. You know, do you have multiple photos showing that you are a well-rounded person who's of interest? And I think that that's important when we're looking at something like a hot wife event because as much as we've talked about hot wife events being a little bit more fast and furious than maybe a couples for couple event, which I wholeheartedly stand behind, we've seen it, we've experienced it. There is also a period of time where your social skills become really important. It's like one of the most important pieces of the puzzle. So for example, at our events, our playrooms don't open until two hours into a party. So the first two hours are social time. You're not just picking up someone and taking them to a playroom. Right. So you have to be able to talk to people and you have to be interesting and well-rounded. And I'm realizing how few guys put themselves out there digitally as such. Well, listen, I, I say this a lot. I talk to a lot of people about this, single guys particularly that reach out to me. The art of the conversation, it's a lost art and you better fucking get it perfected if you intend on being successful in this space. Because like you just pointed out, if our doors open at nine, playrooms don't open till 11 or if they don't open, the doors don't open till 10, playrooms don't open till midnight. That gives you two hours to put your best foot forward and you really need to be fucking charismatic and charming or you're going to get left behind because someone's going to do a better job than you. Yeah. And I see it so evident on online profiles because now I'm looking at it from the perspective of if you come to the event, are you going to have things to talk about right. based on what you're showing online? And I just think people need to think about that more. I think we are so focused in the lifestyle on the sexual aspects of it that we forget this huge social need. This is a social space, whether you want to think of it as such or not. No, it and is. being able to present yourself as interesting to people is important. So, you know, think about that. Are you do you have hobbies listed on your profile? Yes, you can explain the things that you're interested in on a sexual basis. But can you throw in a couple of things that you might have in common with people so that they can start a conversation with you? And also, if these are people that you're going to be meeting out for drinks or coffee, what are you going to bring to the table that is going to entice them to want to spend naked time with you? Well, that's just it. This isn't like a situation where you would go, at least for with our parties. It's not like you're going someplace like to a club and places open, the rooms are open. And if you catch somebody's attention and the, you know, the mood is right, you're just going to go and play. You basically have to do what you just described for two hours. You have to be conversant and charming and interesting and engaging for two hours. You have to figure that out. And how many times at events have we seen ridiculously hot men be wallflowers? We right? just saw it. the hottest fucking guy in the room didn't play with anyone. Everyone Men and women were just drooling over this guy, could not put five words together to form a sentence. He was so socially awkward, just couldn't do it. Yeah, and I've seen it at every single event. It's not just our events. Every event I've gone to, I have seen a very attractive person who is just off to the side by themselves, not really making conversation or an effort. And listen, if you're just going to kind of peer in and understand the lifestyle a little bit better, that's okay. Yeah. But if your goal is to interact with people sexually, you have to have some charisma and you have to have some things to talk about. And I think that that can start on your digital profile very, very 
very easily. And listen, if you don't have any hobbies, you should fucking get some. For sure. If you're only going to work and then coming home and then getting on the sites to try to fuck people and you have nothing else going on, you should probably fix that. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time engaging with people who are there not just to play, but are otherwise interested in getting to know the person with whom they or their partner is potentially going to be naked with. Yeah. It's about self-growth. Make yourself a well-rounded person. Yeah, just a small tip. And as for the couples, man, I have gotten some of the most egregious contact from couples as of late. It's really mind-numbing to me the sense of entitlement that couples have. I, I, I just, it really does blow me away. Well, do you want to talk more about yeah, that? Yeah, it's like, first of all, I know you're not reading my bio. It's very clear you're not because after I respond to what you send me initially, which is fucking terrible, and I essentially I'm just scolding you on it because you're, you're you know, you're reaching. <laughs> and you totally do. It's so funny. The shit yeah. that you read to me that you've said to people. I mean, it's never like downright rude, but it's very pointed. I'll put it yeah, that it's way. It's like you're you're reaching out to me as if and it's the demanding part of it that gets to me. Like they, this one couple in particular that I'm referring to, the first message that they sent me was almost as if they had already determined that we were going to play. And at the end of it, it's like, oh, and by the way, uh, you're going to be responsible for paying for the hotel room. Hold on a second. <laughs> first of all, stranger, I don't even fucking know who you are. We have never had a conversation about playing at all, whether it's with you or your your partner or all of us. We have not had that conversation. In fact, they didn't even introduce themselves to me. I don't even know their names. But all I got is, you're going to be responsible for paying for the hotel room. Well, obviously, they got a less than exemplary fucking response to that. And then they send me a message back after they finally apparently read my bio. Oh, hey, so sorry. You know, really, really appreciate you reaching out and, and, and setting us straight on that. We didn't want to come off that way. Yeah, fuck that. It's too late. You can't treat people that way. Couple or not, you can't do that. Yeah. And what I'll say about the whole couple thing, and I think people really need to think about this. Everyone talks about the unicorn and how hard it is to find a woman that wants to play with a couple. I am actively trying to play with couples and it hasn't happened because every single couple that has reached out to me as of late has had this insane sense of entitlement. Like you said, it is telling me what I'm going to do. Yeah. One gentleman tried to tell me what I was going to wear to to meet them? Yeah. Are you cra- fucking kidding me? It's I don't crazy. have my partner tell me what to wear. You think I'm going to let you tell me what to wear? Yeah, it's crazy. Look, uh, this is pretty fucking simple. You just can't treat people that way. When you're reaching out to someone, couple, single person, whatever, just you be thoughtful and fucking courteous and you're going to get a lot further. But this demanding kind of thing, it's bizarre. It, it just is. A, it's just totally fucking bizarre to me. So, you know, there's your bonus couple tip of the week. Don't fucking do that. Just don't do that. Yeah, we've been talking about that a lot, but it doesn't seem to be fixing much. So, and this includes people that listen to our show. So if you're listening right now and you are reaching out with that level of entitlement, you know, I would seriously consider changing your approach because I think at least for quality people in the lifestyle, it's not going to work. Well, listen, and we know when people reach out properly and the communication is great, it ends in awesome fucking sex for all of us, just like this story that we're about to tell today. Oh my gosh. I am... I'm so excited about this. And this is the play session that almost didn't happen. Yeah, this is the one that almost got away for sure. So we'll talk about what that means and the incredibly steamy details because this was a night not soon to be forgotten. Before we get to that, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. 
Splish splash, I was taking a bath, and wow, I noticed I have beautiful balls. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist hygiene, are turning men's shower dreams into their favorite routine with the all-new Ultra Premium Collection. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, your hair, and most definitely your balls deserve it. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWINGERS. This elite trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. Although your balls might look like an old punching bag, don't treat them like one and benefit from their proprietary skin-safe technology. This new bundle will change your life, and I want all of my listeners out there to live their best lives. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWINGERS at manscaped.com. Once again, that is 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWINGERS at manscaped.com. Com. It's time to get wet and clean with your new Manscaped shower routine. This episode of FPS is brought to you by your friends at Promescent. You guys probably heard last week that I tried a new lube in the bedroom and it was a huge mistake. Brian was left with a horrible burning sensation that almost completely ruined our playtime. And that's why we have gone back exclusively to the Promescent products. Their aloe lube, for example, is one of our staples in our bedroom. We use it constantly and I love it because it's glycerin-free, paraben-free, condom-safe, and we know that all of the ingredients in it are the highest possible quality because Promescent really takes their quality seriously. That's one of the reasons that we absolutely love them. And their lubes are just some of the products that they have available. They have a huge selection of bedroom wellness products that you can find by heading over to promescent.com today. That is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. Check out their bundles. Check out their amazing selection of products. We know that they're going to be as much of a benefit in your bedroom as they are in hours. So again, promescent.com today for all of your bedroom wellness product needs. You guys, we have so many events coming up and we could not be more excited about them. We have Las Vegas here on March 17th, Denver on March 19th, Phoenix on April 2nd, and again here in Vegas, both on April 9th and April 21st. So a ton of opportunities to come get your lifestyle party on. And if you want to see all of the details of our events, you can head to members.frontporchswingers.com. You can also apply for free membership and start purchasing your tickets there. Again, that is members.frontporchswingers.com to check out our upscale, sophisticated lifestyle and hot wife events today. So as I mentioned before, this is a play session that I was not 100% sure was ever going to happen because the first time that we hung out with this guy... I planned on playing with him that night and yes. some things went awry and I fully believed that he thought that I was flaking on him and therefore I was never going to hear from him again. Yeah, I think now he says that that's not the case, but I'm certain given the way that the whole thing transpired, he thought, oh, she must have got cold feet or something happened and she, you know, they changed their mind or maybe he thought I had some kind of issue. I don't know. So you, we really didn't think I had given, given up completely the hope that you were ever going to hear from this guy again. I Actually, I had forgotten about him, to be honest. <laughs> so, it, you know, I was surprised when you said, oh, guess what? I'm going to meet him tonight. Yeah. There were a lot of things looking back on it that were kind of weird events that happened that I, like you said, I, I think that 
we expected it was never going to happen. So let's talk through that a little bit. The first time that we met this guy, I expected to meet him and his friend. Correct. There were supposed to be two of them. The whole plan was for me to potentially play with both of them, which, of course, I was very excited about. They had both sent photos. They were both very attractive men. I also liked that they both provided phone numbers the first time because for all those guys out there that provide me with their snaps or, you know, we talk on kick, but then I offer to provide my number after we've met or chatted or whatever and they're not willing to do it i always assume you're hiding something so the fact that these guys were very forthright with contact information and face pictures and all of that stuff i was like okay this is definitely moving in the right direction well they're also experienced lifestyle guys yes and they both made that very clear in fact what's interesting this is kind of an uh, a cool but odd friendship <laughs> because they until one of them got into a relationship were basically playing together all the time only together yeah so they would meet women together and play together and that was their thing and i love that i think that's such a cool way to do it if that's how you feel comfortable with you know your buddy by your side yeah and then of course the gentleman that you met made it clear that his friend got himself into as he put it a less than healthy monogamous relationship so he probably wouldn't be available anytime soon Right. But the first time that we met him, we expected to meet both of them. Yeah. The second gentleman got tied up at work. So we just met this one gentleman. Right. And I was so fucking attracted to him. We met him at this little pub that's not far from our house. And he was a beautiful man. I mean, he's tall. He's clearly very athletic. He looks like a basketball player, which is totally my physical type. Yeah. Tall dude. 6'4", really good looking, very charismatic, obviously very intelligent and super charming. We had a great time talking to him. We sat and chatted with him for probably 45 minutes to an hour towards the end of it. And there was, I will say there was a little flirtation during the meeting, but it wasn't extensive by any means. Well, I'm not wait, even wait. sure. At some point, I stepped away to use the restroom. I know. I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Did I already tell you what happened? I believe you were stroking his cock. Okay. So what happened is the first time I met him. You got up and went to use the restroom and he was like, you are so beautiful. And he started rubbing my leg and I started rubbing his leg and I accidentally brushed his cock. It actually was completely accidental because I would never do it on purpose without asking permission. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he's like, you don't have to be sorry. And I was like, oh, okay. well, do you want me to touch it more? And he was like, yes. And this is all happening in the pub. Yeah, they were sitting in a booth. So we're in a booth. We're in a fairly private corner. So I'm, I was not concerned about anyone seeing it once again, back to that whole, not making people feel uncomfortable thing when you're out. Right. But yeah, I mean, we're having this naughty secret little moment where I'm stroking his cock at the fucking booth at the pub, which makes it even stranger because unfortunately, you know, circumstances are what they are. And we weren't able to have him come back and and play with you. Well, here's how it went too, because I want to explain this. So I told him that I was going to provide him with our address. Right. And you and I left together. Right. And we had gone and done a couple of things. We were, we had a a span of time in between when we left him and when he was going to meet at our place. And there was kind of some tragedy that struck yeah. during that period of time. It was a horrible night. And because of that, I had to reach out to him and say, you know, I can't get together with you this evening. And it actually happened as he was driving to our place. He already had our address. He was already on our way to our place. So I felt fucking horrible. There, it was there, 
there was nothing I could do about it. It was completely no. out of my control. No. But yeah, I mean, to your point, I am 100% sure this guy was like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, absolutely. You're going to flake on me 10 minutes before I'm supposed to show up at your place? Yeah. You, first of all, we're going to hang out. We're going to meet. We're going to flirt. You're going to rub my cock. Five minutes before we're supposed to get together, you're bailing. We were those people, obviously. I mean, we everyone knows who those people are. Maybe you are those people. But for that particular moment, we were those people. And while that was not the most, that was not the thing that was top priority on my mind at that moment... I did think about it after and I thought, well, no wonder because you reached out to him a couple of days later or the next day and he wasn't really super responsive. And like I told you, I said, look, I, I don't blame the guy. I'm sure he thinks we're fucking flakes and that we were just fucking wasting his time. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you never hear from him again. And then I just basically forgot about it. Yeah, I never expected to hear from this guy again because I thought for sure he thought we were completely full of shit, which yeah. of course we were not. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to your point, if that happened to me. I would never reach out to that person again. No, absolutely So I not. didn't take it personally at all that he wasn't super responsive. And I just assumed that was the end of it. Well, now, though, thinking back, if something like that were to happen to us and we felt like it was a legitimate reason, at least we have a little bit of perspective because we know that it's possible that shit just falls apart at the last minute. I mean, that's just fucking the life in the universe, you know? So it's possible. So I guess depending on how everything else went is how we would have to make a determination. We'd have to use what the information we had to make that decision. Yeah, maybe we need to be a little bit more empathetic because we yeah. actually had to cancel five minutes. Before. Not an option. Yeah, just not an option. Yeah, so so anyway, completely out of the blue, last week, he reaches out to me and he says, hey, I know that we haven't talked much lately because this was probably, what, two months ago now? It was January. Yeah, for sure. So there has been a good period of time that has passed. He reaches back out and says, hey, I know that we haven't talked at all lately, but I'm still very interested in getting together with you. I had some crazy work stuff going on anyway, so I'm now just kind of getting to the point where I can have a social life again, and I would love to see you if you're interested. And I was fucking blown away. I was like, holy hell, I was not expecting this. No, me either. But I was fucking excited because, like I said, that first time, there was so much energy going back and forth between us. He's a beautiful fucking man, clearly had an amazing cock from feeling it at the fucking bar. And I remembered all of that. All of that came rushing back. Well, yeah, obviously, we, you know, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. You don't talk to somebody for a while. You don't give it any thought. But as soon as they reach out, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, the light bulb goes off and you remember why you were talking to them or potentially going to play with them in the first place. Yeah. Or why I like stroking his cock at pub so or that because yeah. <laughs> i did or that so we made plans to get together and so you obviously left and left me alone at our place and i gave him the address again and he came and when he knocked on the door i opened the door I forgot how fucking hot this man is. I mean, I remembered him being tall and athletic and all of that, but I didn't remember just how beautiful of a person this is. Well, also, though, the first time we met, you did not meet him or even talk to him standing up. No. So you didn't get a chance to even really see from your vantage point, just how athletic looking, how tall he was or any of that stuff, because you were sitting in the booth the entire time. Yeah, this man makes me look like a fucking child. He's yeah. so tall and just so built and he walks in and I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking up at him and I said, oh, I forgot how tall and just attractive you are. And he's like, I forgot how tiny you are. <laughs> yeah. And I loved that. It was just kind of this cute little flirtatious moment right off the bat. And the other thing that I liked is once again, I haven't seen this man in two 
two months. I haven't really corresponded with him in two months. Right. And we just immediately picked back up again. There was no awkwardness. There was this immediate chemistry. I mean, I wanted to make out with him the second I opened the door. Well, it's also, I mean, not that it's the most important thing, but I like the idea that we were able to, or you were at least able to reconnect with him and obviously we were not flaking. Something happened. We didn't I have an option. I kind of redeemed myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's really important. I mean, I just, you don't want people to have that perception of you. I mean, at least I don't, not in this space because we talk so much about doing the right thing. And I, I was really pleased that he was willing to give us a second chance or you give the opportunity a second chance anyway. So he is now in our place. We're standing in the living room together. I ask him if he'd like anything to drink. He says some water. So I pour us each a glass of water and we're just standing in the kitchen and immediately we start touching each other. And it was not a sexual touch. It was just kind of a friendly touch. For example, he kind of put his arm around me, was just kind of placing his hand on the small of my back for a minute. And I kind of started rubbing his arm a little bit and It's not every day and it's certainly not every interaction where I just have this magnetism to someone like this. Yes, he is very attractive, but it's more than that. I'm fully convinced that sometimes you just have like a hormonal draw to someone. Like their pheromones are just swirling all over the place and like intoxicating you. And that's what happened in this moment because I just wanted him. I immediately started thinking about what it was going to be like to be with him naked. That's a very... It's not uncommon for me necessarily, but it doesn't happen all the time. And it especially doesn't happen the first time I'm in a sexual scenario with someone. Well, yeah, but also I imagine some of that was that anticipation building up because you did have an interaction with him. You know, you did meet him once before. You had some idea of what to expect from a physical perspective and what he looked like. And so there's there's that that buildup wasn't a complete stranger. So I bet we're not even talking for five minutes in the kitchen. And he asks if he can kiss me. And I say, sure. Granted, he's fucking tall, so he's really bending down to kiss me. (laughs) Right. It would have been easier if you were sitting, probably. He's running his hands through my hair, and he's just kissing my lips, and he stops and starts kissing my neck a little bit. And the other thing I'll say is, I think in my mind, and this is not a fair thing to think at all, but when I see like a large man, a very tall, muscular man, I make the assumption that he's going to be kind of assertive and dominant. Right. That's not what this was. This guy is so sensual. It was a lot of very soft touching. He was using the tips of his fingers on my neck and on my shoulders, which I fucking loved. And the other thing I'll say is I put on this black and red lace teddy number. You guys probably saw it on our social media if you're on Twitter or Instagram because I posted it there. But I was really excited about that because it has this gorgeous lift on the tits and my tits were all perky and looking amazing. And I put on a dress over top of it. So he had no idea that I was wearing this very risque lingerie under my cute little dress. Right. So, I mean, you do that a lot. It's, It's a nice little kind of camouflage. It's there, but you don't know it's there. It's also easy access for when you're ready to play, just drop whatever you're wearing and it shows up. It makes me feel sexier. I I share this tip with people all the time. If you are kind of nervous going into an interaction, just do something to make yourself feel a little bit sexier. And for me, it's wearing lingerie and he's not knowing it, but I know it. So I feel like I have this naughty little secret that he's eventually going to find out about. It gives me just that extra oomph to go into a play session. Yeah, just that extra like bit of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway... I'm wearing that. We're standing in the kitchen. We're kissing on each other. He kind of starts to 
pull down my dress a little bit on one side and reveals he thinks it's a bra. Sure. And he's like, oh, that's a beautiful bra that you have on. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you think so. And just a lot of compliments and the soft touching for a man, especially. He has these incredibly soft fingers that he's just using all over me. And God, I wanted him bad. I can already feel myself getting wet standing in the kitchen. Sure. When you've got that kind of build up and, you know, you're so close to being able to be naked, but you're not quite there yet. You know, that's a that's a huge turn off. And I feel like I need to start being able to draw that out a little bit longer because I, I feel like that build up would be so beneficial to a play session but i am a child and yeah. i can't fucking wait you and i can't. need when i want something i need it now yeah you have no patience at all so <laughs> fairly quickly i'm like we should go to the bedroom and he's like okay so we go into the bedroom and i pull off the dress and reveal this lingerie and he's like holy hell that is beautiful can i touch you and i'm like sure the other thing i loved about this teddy is it cuts really high in the back so it's almost like a thong right which i love because i love showing off the juicy booty so he comes over and starts kind of touching on my ass and he asked me to turn around and so i do and I got so fucking confident in this moment. I bent over the bed and was basically pushing my ass up as high as it would go to like expose my ass to him. That's very unusual for you. I know. I was feeling hot and he's remarking on how nice my ass is. He starts just rubbing on it. And then he starts kind of putting one finger under the teddy on each side and like rubbing his fingers up and down which was so fucking hot because this is clearly a man who does have some patience yeah. and he wanted to create that build up so he's teasing the shit out of me. Well, at least one of you had patience. Yeah I think one of us has to have patience otherwise this would have been over very quickly so he's just rubbing my ass under my teddy with a couple of fingers at a time and then I'm like you have way too many clothes on and he's like I agree so he starts peeling his clothes off the other thing I love is he showed up looking so nice. He was in this cream-colored sweater mm -hmm. and this dark denim and really nice shoes and he had a great watch on. This is a very stylish man, which does speak to me. I know that that's shallow, but I fucking love when a guy shows up looking nice to a play session. It's not like you have to show up in a suit because you're coming to my house, but he clearly put some thought into this. Yeah, this wasn't like he just threw something on that was closest to him and didn't really give a shit. He's a guy that cares about you know his appearance and how he appears to other people, obviously. And and listen, like a single guy, you want to be invited back potentially. Well, I think the other thing that it did for me, especially as he's removing this, is I'm really starting to pay attention to what he was wearing. And I think it added to kind of the mystique of him altogether. Right. Because this is a very suave man. You can tell in the way he speaks, the way he walks, he's very confident. And so as he's pulling these amazing clothes off, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about how it's just like this total package standing in my room. Well, yeah. And how that confidence, you know, and style and, and all of those things translate physically. You know, it's a big deal. They absolutely do. So anyway, he is now naked. He's standing naked. And this is the first time that I'm really seeing his cock. I got to feel it, but this is the first time I'm enjoying it fully with my eyes. And it's also when I realize how fucking big this guy is. If you guys remember back for longtime listeners of our show, the very first experience I had in Florida when we were on the road was with a guy that you had set up. Yes. You had talked to him ahead of time. He had sent you a cockpit. You knew that he was gigantic. We played together. Well, to be fair, it did not do him justice. And he purpose he told me purposely that he attempted to not 
reveal just how large he is he was because it it frightened people off well absolutely. And, and it also brought people to him that were like treating him like a circus freak yes you know yeah but at the same time and i'll talk about this these were two very different experiences with very similar cocks right okay because the first time that i had this gigantic cock and i'm not exaggerating when i say 10 or 11 inches and fucking thick yeah and if you guys remember that episode, I was in pain. I, it was not necessarily a pleasant experience. In fact, I think the title of the episode was something along the lines of there is such a thing as too big. Yeah, you were, I mean, for two fucking days, it, you just couldn't do anything. You were I was, done. I was miserable. Yeah. And not only that, but I told you, I'm never going that big again. I just can't. I'm not physically capable of taking a cock that large. Right. So that has been my mentality this entire time as I'm interacting with people. While I'm a size queen and I like larger cocks, I have to really be mindful of my limitations. So this guy is starting to kind of stroke his cock and get hard. And I'm realizing he's equally as large as the guy in Florida. <laughs> yeah. And so what do you... <laughs> my mind immediately is like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do? Am I going to be able to handle this? Is he going to hurt me? And I think he noticed that I had a little bit of trepidation because what he said to me is, you know, we can go slow. And just so you know, I'm just happy to be in this sexual space with you. I'm not expecting anything. I know it's really thick. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking thick. That's a really good way to put it. Did you mention that you had an experience like this before? That... After I did. Yeah, so yeah. during, no, because I didn't want to ruin the mood. Right. So what I decided to do is, you know, just start kissing him and touching him and seeing if I could get in that headspace of being able to take this giant fucking cock. <laughs> so anyway, we're making out with each other and I fucking loved this. He was like, I really want to treat you because I think that it would be amazing to lick your pussy. And I was like, fuck yes. And a lot of times when guys say that too, I want to treat you. I want to yeah, make you feel it's not so, so much good. of a treat. Yeah, it's, it's fucking work for me. But this was not. So I laid down on the bed and he started going down on me and it was delightful he's starting really slow and again very sensual rubbing his hands up and down my legs and he stopped every once in a while to tell me how soft my skin is and how soft my pussy lips are and you know then he starts licking my clit a little bit more vigorously he inserts a couple of fingers the magic formula sucking on my clit and fingering me at the same time and it happened very quickly i think i probably came within a couple of minutes because i was just so into the whole thing and he was so good at it and he smelled so good and all of it so i come very very hard and then i tell him that i want to suck his cock so he gets on the bed and i got a little bit of lube and i started just kind of very lightly stroking his cock and licking the tip of it and i start start to sink my mouth down onto it and this will tell you guys i love to deep throat I like to take as much of a cock as humanly possible. This guy was so thick and so big that I probably got a third of it into my mouth. Yeah, that's, I mean, anything like that, that gentleman we were referring to earlier. Yeah, it's, it was just crazy. It was so big. So what I'm doing is I'm using both hands to stroke his cock while I am sucking the top third of it. And my hands are so small that this thing just makes them look even tinier. It was so ridiculous. I mean, this cock was so big. Yeah, like probably looked like a meme. I know. Like that Burger King commercial with the huge burger and the tiny hands. Yeah, that yeah. was me with this cock and my tiny hands. <laughs> oh God, that's horrible. 
<laughs> so anyway, I'm trying my best to suck this cock. He seems to be really enjoying it. And then I ask if he likes his balls being played with and he says yes. So I get a little bit more lube and I'm really stroking all the way up and down his shaft at the same time that I'm licking on his balls. And that's driving him crazy. He is just writhing and just reaching down and keeps touching me, touching my shoulders, telling me how good it felt. Again, such a sensual experience, which I loved. And then he's like, well, what do you think about me fucking you? What are you, you know, how are you feeling about that? Kind of just testing the waters, gauging my interest. And at this point, I wanted to try. Well, of course you did. You're super slutty and there's no way that you were going to not try. I was so horned up at this point too. Oh my God. So he puts on a condom and I'm like, maybe the best way would be for me to ride you first so that I can really control the depth and the pace and all of that. And he's like, I think that's a great idea. So we get a lot of lube. And I slather it all over this big, beautiful cock. And I very, very slowly lower myself onto it. I'm literally taking like an inch at a time. And it is stretching me. And I'm kind of wincing. But at the same time, I love that stretch. It's very, I don't know, that initial stretch is very exciting to me. It's one of the reasons I enjoy being with a larger cock. Because you really get kind of that pain pleasure mixture right off the bat right and i fucking loved it so <laughs> so of course now i'm like okay i'm getting into this this is gonna work i'm gonna find a way to make this work and i start bucking my hips up just a little bit moving them in kind of a figure eight motion just trying to stretch myself out a little bit and you know get wet enough that i'm also comfortable with how large he is and he is smiling at me and he's leaning up and kind of kissing me. He puts his hands on my ass and he's like, I want to help you when you're ready. And so I kind of start bouncing my ass up a little bit and he's kind of lifting my ass and placing it back down. And we just get this great motion going and I'm taking more and more of the cock. And then I was fucking into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure once amazing. you figured it out. Yes, and I loved that he was slow with me. He was patient. He is being incredibly sensual during this entire thing. So I'm getting all of that more gentle touching as I'm taking this big cock, which I do think helped. It just put me in a more relaxed mindset. Well, of course, now you're far more relaxed in general because you know you've been you've had that experience or to some degree had that experience it wasn't an awesome one but you did have it so you have a much better idea of what it is that you need to do to make it work if in fact it does work i have a frame of reference for if and when a large cock should be entering me yes yeah. <laughs> a very large cock so anyway i'm now fucking him. I am going up and down on his cock. I have my hands on his chest. His pecs were fucking rock hard and I'm using that to bounce my booty off of him and I'm taking most of his cock at this point. He even remarked, he's like, this is impressive and I was like, I know. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. not aware of just how slutty you are, is he? So that goes on for quite a while. I came twice riding his cock. And the second time I came, I really came. I mean, I was soaking wet. He was soaking wet. And he, I pull off of him and he remarks on how wet I am. And he's like, that is so hot. And then we start making out with each other again. He's touching me all over. He literally grabs me and flips me over onto my back, which I also loved. I'm so 
into when men can throw me around like a rag doll a little bit. So anyway, I'm now on my back and he's like, I want to fuck you on top. And I'm like, yes, please. So he starts very slowly inching into me again and we're kissing and I'm rubbing my hands all over his back and up onto his shoulders and his arms. And he's just pumping into me and I'm really getting into it. And I position one of my legs up so that he has ample access to my pussy and he's going deeper and and there is definitely a little bit of pain going on but I fucking love it I mean I am so into it I am so feeling it in that moment and he is just going to town he's not pounding because he can't because he's too big for that right but he's definitely picking up the pace and oh the whole thing was so fucking well as long as the pleasure to pain ratio is working in your favor that's the most important thing it absolutely was and then he decides he wants to fuck me off the edge of the bed so i basically get my ass to the very very edge of the bed and he is kneeling at the side of the bed this is how tall this guy is he's kneeling at our bed which is what three feet off the ground at least i mean he's a large man and he's kind of having to position himself up a little bit kind of squat almost but barely and he's fucking me like that and he's just telling me how beautiful i am and how sexy i am and here's this beautiful specimen of a man that's telling me that so of course it's driving me fucking crazy and we do that for quite a while. I come again. And then he decides he wants to fuck me from behind. Yeah. Which, for those of you who have not been with a very well-endowed man, this is where things can go south very quickly. Because there are a lot of different angles when you're fucking from behind. And some of them are not great if you are a very, very large man. No, you've got, you pretty much have this worked out, though. I mean, you know how you you know how to position yourself to have the best experience. So he tells me to get on all fours and he's going to fuck me off the edge of the bed. And I was like, I really don't think that's going to work. I think you're going to be too big. And I liked that I could communicate with him in that moment, too. I There are times, including the first time I was with the giant guy in Florida, yeah. that I don't think I would have necessarily said that. I would have just gone with it because I wanted to flow and I want to have fun and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Yeah. And I learned from that experience experience and others that I just have to be more vocal. And I liked that a lot. So he tells me, and I fucking love this. He's like, why don't you get into a position that you think it'll feel the best for you in and we'll start really slow. Yeah. So there's a lot of communication going back and forth between he and I, and it doesn't break the eroticism at all. In fact, I found it more hot because I'm like, here's this guy behind me who clearly cares about my pleasure and wants this to be a fantastic experience. And that is so much more exciting to me. Well, it's also for him as well. I mean, it has to be to some degree self-serving. I'm sure he's had some terrible fucking experiences with people who maybe have a lack of experience or, you know, overzealous or whatever the case may be. So he just wants to make sure it's a solid experience for you and for him. So I kind of position myself where I'm I have I'm down on my forearms and I'm pushing my ass up and I put a pillow under me so that it created this nice angle where I could he could get in deep without I knew he wasn't going to hurt me in that particular angle. Right. So he starts very slowly entering me from behind and he starts fucking me and then he starts spanking me very lightly on each cheek. And I'm like, yes, I want more of that because up to this point, it has been very sensual and not that there's anything wrong with that, but I could just tell via the energy in the room that things were starting to kind of pick up. And when that happens, I want to be fucking slapped. I want to be spanked. I want something to happen. Well, there's obviously, you know, there's chemistry now, right? There's a rhythm. So he's, and he's comfort, feeling comfort yeah. with each other. Yeah. He's getting 
more confident, obviously. So he starts spanking me a little bit on each cheek. And then I'm like, I want you to pull my hair. So he has one hand firmly planted on my ass cheek. He takes my hair in like a little makeshift ponytail with his other hand. And he's once again not pounding me. He knows that he can't fuck me too hard. But instead what he's doing is he's creating intensity with his hands. So he's pulling on my hair and he's grabbing onto my ass and he's smacking it as he's fucking me. And it drove me crazy. I came like three times in maybe 15 minutes. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I know what you looked like when I got home. I was shaking. My legs were shaking. I was fuzzy. I felt intoxicated. It was so fucking amazing. And then we stop and I literally just collapse onto the bed. I roll off of the pillow. I collapse onto the bed. And he's like, are you doing okay? And I'm like, yes, that was so good. I was like, I don't think I can take any more of you fucking me. I'm getting kind of sore. And he's like, no big deal at all. We can stop. And I was like, well, I'd I'd love to finish you if you're open to that. And he's like, absolutely. So he rolls back onto his back. I get in between his legs. I I pull the condom off very slowly. I get some more lube in my hand and I start just paying as much attention to his cock as possible. I knew from the first portion of our play session that he loved his balls being played with. So I get a little bit of lube on my other hand and very slowly start stroking each of his balls while I'm just sucking and licking on the tip of his cock. And he's beaming down at me and he just keeps telling me how good it feels and how sexy I look with his cock in my mouth. And I am so motivated to make him come because it had been such a great session and I had so much fun with him. He was so thoughtful throughout this entire thing that I'm like, I'm going to make this man come. It's yeah. going to happen. And I'm going to be so excited when it does. Yeah. When you have that kind of experience, you obviously want to reciprocate because it's, you know, it was just so fucking amazing. And it, yeah, that just makes it that much better. So I'm stroking, I'm licking, I'm sucking. Every once in a while, I stop sucking his cock and I start sucking on his balls and then he starts stroking his cock and he's like I just want you to lick on my balls pay as much attention to my balls as possible and I'm like okay so he's stroking his cock which I also loved I love seeing how a man pleasures himself it is such a turn on for me a because now next time I know a couple of the ways in which to pleasure him right And that's always a good thing when I'm learning how somebody likes to be touched. But the second part of it is it's just fucking hot to have this hot man with these big, strong arms stroking his giant cock right by my face. Oh, my God. So then I start reaching back and touching on my pussy, playing with my clit at the same time that I'm licking on his balls and watching him stroke his cock. And he's like, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. And I'm like, I want you to come on my face, which I also don't usually like. Very rare for you. Yes. And... He's like, okay, I'm going to tell you what I'm so, so close and you're going to stop licking my balls and you're going to get right up on my cock. And I'm like, okay. So he tells me, oh, I'm so close. I stop everything I'm doing. I just put my face right next to his cock and he comes all over my face, all over my face, all down my chin. It is dripping down my neck. It is on my chest. It is on my lips. I am literally brushing cum away from my face and I fucking loved it i loved it. Uh, it you guys were together a while i over was over an hour yeah i was gone a while and then you finally text me and let me know that you know you guys are finishing up so i headed back home and you were still in the bedroom when i got home you looked like you had been 
run over. I felt like I had been run over. And that was another thing that was so great about this whole play session. So, I mean, we can't really lay in bed together because we have to get cleaned up. There is cum everywhere. Right. So we get up and we're cleaning up in the bathroom to kind of together we're both using different towels and cleaning each other which was also kind of sexy and and then we go into the kitchen we're drinking some water and once again like here was this incredibly insane passionate sex and i'm still foggy from it i'm you know kind of bow-legged walking to the kitchen and yet Everything was just normal after that. He was like, that was so much fun. Thank you so much. Please thank Brian for me. We have a couple of pleasantries about what he has going on in his work life and what we have going on in our work lives. And I'm telling him about our events. And then he's just like, okay, well, I hope you have a good rest of your day. And he leaves. And I go lay in the bed because I am exhausted. Every inch of my body hurt because... After all of this, I'm having like these aftershock orgasms. My legs are still shaking. Yeah. Well, like I said, you you look like you got run over. Almost like the first time in Florida when you when I came back and you had gotten done playing, you just had this look on your face like, man, I, I literally just need to lay here. Yes. And what was so interesting to me is, like I said, here is a guy who is equally as large as the cock that I described as just too big for me. And I told you specifically, hey, if you're looking for guys, make sure they're not this big because I can't take this big. This is a guy who was that big. And it was a completely different experience because he was patient with me. He was understanding of how big he is. He understands that he has limitations with a cock that big. Oh, yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. Let me tell you. Oh, okay? for sure. Listen, I'm... Which, We talked about afterwards, I talked about the guy in Florida and he's like, I'm well aware. I've had women that I have been dating where we go through three or four dates and then we have sex or we try to and they'll break up with me over it. So I mean, this is something that he knows can be a problem for people. And because of that, he's really been able to tailor the experience to the woman and to what she's able to do. Well, listen, it's understanding yourself, understanding your body and being accommodating and understanding that some things are not going to work for some people, yeah. you know, not, and, and listen, a lot of guys could be shitty about it and, and bitter about it. It's all in how you handle it. Well, a lot of guys, and honestly, I mean, when now, now that I look back at that first Florida experience, I kind of think that guy was an asshole. I'm not super pleased with him because if he's somebody who understands how big he is, I think that there are certain concessions that need to be made. And this guy, the guy that was here last week understood that. And because of that, I am very eager to play with him again. Yeah. I remember I asked you and, you know, do you want to see him again? You're like, fuck. Yes, I do. So absolutely. Yeah. Now you've gotten, you know, literally your hands around the, the idea. Um, <laughs> Barely. But... You know, it's, uh, you know, it makes more sense, but yeah, super fucking hot. And it, again, it's like second time, you know, it's the second chances. You almost never know, you know, it's so hard to determine whether to give someone a second chance or not. And in this case, him giving us one or you one really was the question. And it turned out it worked out great. I'm so glad he did because it was fucking hot. And I can't wait to have that big cock again. (laughs) Yeah, I have no doubt. So we are sharing some behind the scenes info on our bonus episodes. We are sharing some info on events 
on our bonus episode that aren't going to be shared yet on the show. So if you guys want some behind the scenes knowledge and to hear about our announcements very first, that's one of the bonuses we offer our Patreon members as a thank you for sponsoring the show. We also offer things like our Telegram group, which is a huge chat group full of amazing people. We talk about all sorts of different lifestyle topics. We share sexy photos. We just support one another. It's an amazing place to be. And if you want to get all of those bonuses and more, you can head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers today. We want to say a very big thank you to the newest members of our Patreon community who are Lorraine, Lindsay, Hector, and Emma. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board. We also have the naughty stuff on our OnlyFans. In fact, I just found a little treasure trove of videos f- between you and I from back in Montana that wow. I never shared before that I fucking loved. They are so hot and they're being shared right now on our OnlyFans. So if you want to head on over there, it is OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. You can obviously find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers, Instagram at FPS Pod Media, TikTok at Front Porch Swingers, and YouTube at Front Porch Swingers. And don't forget to check out all of our event info and get your tickets today at members.frontporchswingers.com. And what else do we have? Lots of events coming up. We're going to be in a lot of places, not the least of which, of course, is Vegas, Denver, Phoenix, Bay Area. Soon we'll be in San Francisco, probably this summer, Atlanta in June. Just check us out uh, at our website. You can check out members.frontporchswingers.com. You'll see it all. Yes, and stay tuned for lots more dirty details on our swinging adventures. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.